There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. What's up, everybody? I'm yeah. back. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I'm going to get straight to it. Yeah. What is your favorite summertime drink? Frank. Ooh. Oh, shit. Uh, no, that's easy. El Presidente, Betia de Blanca. What's the Blanca? Betia de Blanca means it has like that nice frost on it. Ooh, oh, yeah. Can say that. Oh, that's like, butter, that's like butter beer in the Harry Potter world. Yeah, in, um, there you go. Universal uh, Studios. Okay. Nice, and, no? nice and cold, you know? With okay. the napkins stuck yeah. inside of it. Wow. Yeah. I'm getting flashbacks of DR. Yep. Rachel, second. Yo, mine is simple. Iced coffee, but y'all know my recipe. Mm. Iced cafe bustelon. Well, something. I'll give you my recipe. It's iced coffee with a shot of bustelo and another shot of any kind of liquor. My liquor of choice. Versus Cafe Patron. That's the name. Wow. Ice Cafe. Okay, I feel, like, I feel like this next answer is going to be the polar opposite. Jamie, yours. Uh, milkshakes. Okay. Because really? it's summertime. You know, the ice cream truck's always in, around. You know you know the song, like, the milkshakes brings all the boys to the yard? Well, I'm one of those boys. Oh. <laughs> and I'm the one. Yeah. I got it. Okay. Uh, for me, is a margarita. And uh, Jamie and I went to the beach yesterday, so we ordered a margarita. I ordered a big poppy. And Jamie, in his fashion, got the little poppy. I got the little poppy. I don't want a lot of alcohol. Let's not talk about it. Okay. okay. All right. Oh. The Latinos Out Loud Podcast. Oh. Latinos Out Yeah, yeah, baby. You felt that? No doubt. You felt that? No doubt. Some extra yo's for the return of of Bago. Oh, Bago. That's right. That's right. I got bone to pick. Yo, you look relaxed. You look relaxed. You're like, 
coño, can we do our like intros before you? <laughs> you know, yo, it's Frank. Like, by the way, Frank, why do you look like loose. you? Why do you look like you play the, the leash? Frank be playing the flute while he's doing his little <laughs> sound effects thing. You see? Oh, him? this episode is going down. Oh, wow, he's I a Pied Piper. See. Yeah. Can I just say a couple of things up yes. top? Okay, this is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. This is episode one ten. Wow. Yes. And hi, how are you? I'm Rachel La Loca. I'm uh, Juan. I got a bone to pick, Bago. Wow. Um, I, I'm Jay. So, I don't want Mike to bone me. Ferns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm Frank. I don't want no beef nibs. Oh. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back to yes. you, my friend. Look, I just want to let everyone know, the listeners out there, look, I've only missed two episodes, all right? Yeah. Uh, the last time I missed that episode was March 9th, 2017, Dang. by the way. Um, but if you're listening to all the uh, episodes that are on Revolver, you haven't heard an episode without me. But it's so funny that I'm not a part of the show, and then you guys just enjoy throwing me under the bus mm. and make fun of me, when in fact, I guess I get to listen to the raw footage, so I was listening to see even when you guys are not recording, <laughs> oh. if you guys are talking dookie. And lo and behold, you did it. Oh, shit. So, Tibby, let's start off right from the no. top. Tibby, play, play the first one. Play the first okay. one. Play the first one. No. This? Go ahead. All right, so he's not here today, and we miss you so much, Michael Diaz, kind of. Yeah, what's that? If you're not going to miss me, then don't say it from the top, all right? Mike, Hold it. I have a problem. Sometimes that inner voice comes out, and I can't control her. She and was sincere for like two seconds. I'm sorry if she comes out sometimes. Okay, next. Yeah, I mean, we, need, we needed a break anyway. No, he's alive somewhere. He's just somewhere with like, I don't know, like a matchbox. All right, D, rest in darkness. <laughs> Well, because I was in the blackout, right? Yeah, so you still, what are you trying to say? That and I, I said, all right, D. Yo, I have people hitting me up talking about, yo, I thought you were dead based on the podcast. Because <laughs> no. of your comments. And so they sent you a DM? Yes. What, well, they no, I don't have, I know, I don't have right? social media, but I got text messages. <laughs> Let's just finish it off. This is the worst one right here. 1977, which was a huge uh, year. It was Mike's birthday, by the way, and it was a huge year. In New York. Whoa, whoa! Thank you, Mike, Jamie. Right now, if the, Mike, right now, if he heard this, word. I did hear it. Wait, joke. How many times you distressed the year I was born, bro? You're I the mean, one that's gonna the yo, year, the the month, the, the, the minute, yo, dude. Let's keep it a hundred. Next year. Fake news is gonna be sponsored by AARP. So oh. if you want to go in there, come on. Come on, Woo, guys, we're a family. Sad. Yo, it's fun. Oh, Those audio man. tapes sound like when they caught John Gotti and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like Target in the audio. It was like, yo, how could he just give up all that shit? Look, oh, I just want to give a shout out to Remy Martin because they picked me and another nine Latino comedians to be featured. Chef Kelvin cooked for us. Yeah, I saw that online. Uh, I mean, so I had a really good time. But I did miss you guys. But come on, guys. All right. is, this, is this a trend? Is I mean, this I, a trend we're going to start? I thought we put it out there when we did the Curly special and we put your ear and everything out there. Remember? we did in front of a whole bunch of people. Yeah, but that True was the that. only that was you the know? only week you didn't tell me about the fake news because you wanted to surprise me. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. All was right, that's it. I feel better. I got it off my chest. So do you feel better? That's I do. Good. Let's go on a brighter note. That <laughs> same night, though, of the Remy Martin, uh, you guys had your Room Twenty Eight screening on NBC. How did you guys feel about that? Well, to define it, we went to a venue and watched it together. As a family, yeah, a private viewing, so it wasn't like a screening, you know. But right, like, no, it was a private screening. Private viewing, screening, 
And Jamie, for me, I know we haven't really talked about it one-on-one. It was amazing. I was so emotional watching it because it's definitely one of the proudest moments of my career. And watching us on network television is impressive as fuck. That was dope. It, it was, was dope. I was. I was. We parent. looked great. We looked great. Our makeup was on point. Um, Leak. Are they still saying that? <laughs> Leaked. No. Fleek. They don't oh, say fleek. That. Oh yeah. No. no forget lit. it. Lit. They're not lit. saying lit. that. But they yeah. say lit. They say makeup lit. looks um, lit. That doesn't yeah. make sense. <laughs> I was. We were well lit. We were well lit. Jamie, yeah. Fine. The, I, I was. Old. I was I'm hoping. I was hoping we weren't gonna get chopped up. Our sketch. And luckily enough, they did chop a little part that made it a little rushed for me. But knowing what I know about the sketch, that there, there's an extra part before all the people start coming out. But um, but they didn't they didn't you know murder you know they didn't murder it. You know what I mean? It was like other acts that actually went through and got picked were cut Man. in half. Like you, they they gave them seconds. like, like wow. seconds. So everybody had three minutes on stage. They must the have liked us enough on on. After watching us on t- on the mm-hmm. you know on the video they playback, they liked us. Yeah, they were like, maybe, they really liked us. Maybe we shouldn't have cut them out of the show, but yeah. uh, but it was a little bittersweet. But it was great watching watching it with everyone, and we were all kind of bugging out. Yeah, and it was great. Like we were screaming so hard, like we actually almost didn't hear the actual. Yeah, I yeah. had to watch it like two more times. I was like, oh shit, we missed so much because like we also made appearances here and there, like in little the, our intro package. They gave us an intro, which was so cool. cute. Us on the yeah. couch. Yeah. Just and that was like just improving. I think we were just talking shit at that point, right? Yeah, that was like twenty minutes of improv that they took like like a minute of or forty seconds of. Yeah. I'm like, can I have the rest? Can we have the rest of the footage? Because we look, <laughs> it looked really good. It was like high definition. You know, it looked it looked uh, like a real TV show. Real and quick. even our sketch looked like a sitcom. You know, something uh, like real beautiful. quick. I want to ask you a question. What was the biggest lesson you've learned from this experience to you and Jay and oh, Rachel? Frank, real quick. Frank, Frank, yeah, yeah. I just I just want to ask you guys. It's a whole podcast episode, right? I there. know, but real quick, <clears throat> just give me in three words what you guys learned. Like you know, because I know this was a big moment. You know, I'll say what I learned. You know, and I'm coming at it from the experiential perspective, meaning having shot out there in Los Angeles for two weeks Mm -hmm. and seeing the things that I did on set and, like, how it operates. You are either made for this or you're not. Mm. Plain and simple. Mm. So that's from that perspective. But then learning about how to be flexible in your... Um, like where you're performing and who you're performing for is also something that I think as a performer we have to constantly work on because audiences are a change-in and they're also specifically molded by a lot of the marketing. Right. And so there's just so many factors. There's so many learnings that I've taken from this experience, but I think all pushing me in the right direction. Beautiful. Jamie. Damn, Make sure you... Impress uh, Jeff Foxworthy the most. You gotta earn his respect because he's very like, he has he he's a very old school comedian guy. So I don't know. I don't. He had a story about Pitbull, but I don't know if he necessarily got the Pitbull stuff. And so I feel like he probably was the guy who was like, you know what? They were good, but here we go. <laughs> I don't really uh, I don't really know too much about the Pitbull and whatnot and the <laughs> Dale and the Kulo. <laughs> So I feel like we had to have maybe targeted something a little bit to him next time. Mike, Mike, real quick. uh, You know, for me, I think it was pacing my nerves because being behind the scenes and watching them on stage. You were there. 
I was very nervous, and um, I was yeah, it was I was sweating a lot, but um, I um, yeah. I felt it felt great. It felt great. I felt like I was on the stage. I felt like I was the couch. Interesting on the stage. Yeah. I felt look. I, here's what the show. A lot of people that got picked, you know, they were giving like their first uh, performance kind of uh, material. You know, some of them were a little nervous. Some of them really weren't hitting it, but they still got through. And I feel like we didn't get a chance because, you know, you know, once you get, you do the second performance and the third, you start getting a little bit more on point. And I feel like we would have gotten better with what we were doing if we would have gotten through. Like, this, that, that was our warm, sketch. yeah, that was our warm up sketch. And I thought we did pretty good. And they didn't even give us a chance to kind of like keep it going, keep it flowing. We had a bunch of, we had two sketches ready to go after that. So, um, so you know, but it was a great experience. And, you know, thanks for NBC and Bring the Funny. Yeah. Rachel, I got to give you props. You have been doing such an amazing job on social media with um, engaging with the <laughs> new listeners. I mean, not new listeners, but the new uh, audience. Have you been trolling? Hmm. Okay. Okay, look. Hmm. I don't know if I can call it trolling because this is my first time at it. I've never trolled anything or followed something so closely. But I am following what the internets are saying about Bring the Funny. And I don't think we necessarily have to go into it on this podcast, but just do the research if you're interested. It's very easy. And so we were put on a platform that I think is very advantageous to us. But if we're going to... I just want to break down the sketch writing really quick. Jamie... You hit so many stellar marks in the world of sketch comedy writing in that one sketch. And I do believe that all the strengths were there for us to have made it to the next round. But having said that and going on record, we we won no matter what. Right. Yep. Out, I think our airtime clocked in at like two minutes and 32 seconds. Which is, yeah. That's, a, that's crazy. Which yeah. is probably, it's like, it's probably a... a three to four minute sketch and we had to cut it even down and then they even cut from what we did on stage a little bit so you know you feel like it's a little it's not the full sketch um but as far as trolling like what were what was your trolling plan um what was your strategy what was your strategy well i met with my social media managers and we had a really uh we rented a conference room we spoke about it and basically net net the strategy was to go in and just see what people are saying about both room 28 our performance and bring the funny as a show overall and for room 28 the internet agreed with everything that you said and that they couldn't believe we didn't advance to the next round. Yeah, there was some like there was some haters from you know what we had. There was one hater who was like saying that we copied the the idea, the pivot oh, yes. idea mm-hmm. from some other YouTube sketch. And oh, I checked man. that YouTube sketch, and it the only the only same thing was that it was a pitbull impression, and it was a white guy doing a pitbull impression. So, oh. uh, so cultu- on, cultural appropriation, <laughs> anyone? But come on, bro. Come and on. so like. Come so on. I trolled on, I trolled with my fake Twitter account. Yeah. I, I Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. You got a backup? You're, you have a fake Twitter account? You're, you're Kevin Durant over here? <laughs> wait, what? I, well, it is a basketball-related uh, one because I it's not town and it's... It has you're putting na- it out there? It's... <laughs> I think we'll bleep it. We're going to have to bleep it. All right, bleep what I just said because I just, just realized... Just the Twitter handle. Um... Anyway, so I responded to that guy and said, yo, that wasn't, we didn't copy that shit. It was the same, it was Pitbull, but it was like, it wasn't even the same sketch, blah, blah, blah. And it's one of our members of our group actually t- trolled the same person, but didn't change their Twitter their real account. Yeah. Came out with it. And yeah. I'm like, yo, you Damn gotta, Jerry. you gotta, you know, get in disguise. Damn Jerry. You gotta put on wow, that social just... media mustache, <laughs> but, you that. know, fake mustache. You can't be like the same person you are, so... 
that thought that was funny. But yeah, you know, it, that's that's how social media is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and we, uh, I think it's wonderful how you know the comments are coming in, no matter whether they're good, bad, ugly. People are talking about it. You know, it's it's now streaming. It's on NBC.com. It's on YouTube. Check it out. There's going to be a rerun on Saturday, July 27th. I okay. believe at 10 p.m., but check your local listings. And check us out. I mean, we fucking left our hearts on that stage. Yo, like I said, I said this on Instagram, but I'm like, that was like the most Latinos on NBC that weren't getting in, uh, interrogated on Law & Order. <laughs> on Law & Order SVU. Yo! Like, Let's, I think wow. we broke a record. I think we must we must have broken yes. a record, right? Yes. Wait, I want to say one more oh, thing that I, you know, I don't know if the word culo has ever been said yeah, on N fucking was... BC. Okay, <laughs> we said culo on NBC. That's gonna be in all our tombstones. Here lies, <laughs> <laughs> here lies Rachel Aloca. She said culo on NBC. We all did. All, all right. of us, all of us. So let's make a pact. It's going on our tombstones, for yeah, real. We're all going to put it I'll on our tombstones. I'll write it into the will. Yeah. So speaking of Kulo, Jamie and I were able to go to the beach uh, <laughs> yesterday, um, which is interesting to see Jamie <laughs> going to the beach. What's interesting so, about that? you're so pampering. It doesn't matter what? where we go. He's always like, he needs to be like comfy for some reason. Like everything is just so... Like you just Everything is, I don't know I, just, I don't want to be bothered You're just very Whatever Well you so. took a picnic table And all that what you <laughs> Yeah what do you travel <laughs> What does Jamie travel No look with? I was I had I was doing the music For the speaker right yes. I brought that oh, I was DJing okay. a little bit Okay Um, I was under the umbrella Reading a Kindle And then I, I was the only one That went into the water yeah, like everybody was just getting sun and I'm in the water like an idiot by myself like you know <laughs> yo with the nasty ass fucking Long Island water true talk we had to leave we had to take the train right and um our girlfriends were like Mike can you go get Jamie so I had to look for Jamie in the water <laughs> I shit I shit you not the Where way was I fuck Yo, I shit you not, the way I found Jamie, Jamie is very pale, but he has this little brown patch of hair between his breasts. What and the fuck? What was he? So I looked, I looked all the way far, and I'm seeing, I'm like, oh, that's the dude who has a little hairy round patch between his breasts. Yo, can we not talk about my my, my chest hair right now? And that's how I found him. I'm like, yo, Jamie! He's like, yeah. That's how I found him. Wow. There's no way I was going to find within like 500 people. But I looked, I zeroed into that little... Circle patch of hair between his breasts. All right. And that's the last that's time. First of all, that's the last time I'm going to the beach with you. Wow. And second of all, um, Frank also went to the beach. Let's talk about that. Wow. I was in Orchard Beach, man. You went to Orchard Beach. Orchard beach. You, you been talking bad shit about Chocha yeah, Beach. I haven't been in Chocha Beach for a minute. Online. I haven't been there in a minute. It was popping. It was popping. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that in a minute. You know, you've seen women, you know, 50, 60 years old, the two-piece. Oh, with wow. the gold, with the bracelet, Confidence. with the bamboo earring, with the, with the with the with the pumps, you they know, go, they go on the city island afterwards. On the beach, <laughs> you know, on the beach, chilling, <laughs> <laughs> dancing salsa, and then wow. you walk a little bit more, you hear the trap, then you hear Cardi B, then you hear a little hip hop. It's oh my god! Be- earlier, wow. you said that there was like a nude beach. There was a nude beach, like a little going up officially or yeah, unofficially. Yeah. It's not. It's un- How a, nude? Of course, it's unofficially. You know. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna just take my clothes off here. I don't give a fuck. And then I saw a bunch of santeros, you know, throwing fruits in the ocean. I'm like, what uh, the yes. fuck, you know? Yes. Very Puerto Rican, you know. So you had a really good time. Then. The ocean oh, is yeah. spiritual. So yeah, you're gonna go back. Frank actually before was like, "Yo, we should do a podcast from Orchard Beach." From know? the beach. Yeah. But then I saw Diesel and Meryl did one from the po- they from did. the Orchard Beach. I don't like getting. I don't like getting. I don't like getting sand in my microphone. 
Okay. It's hard to get it out. It's hard to get it out. Yeah, tell me I about it. We women have that problem sometimes. Ah. What are we oh, talking shit. about? <laughs> All right, look. Um, speaking of speaking of sand, I had Rachel. a flashback to Manhattan Beach, Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Speaking of uh, speaking of sand, um, Rachel, you and I had the opportunity to do. Uh, we did a shoot for, for tacos. Yes, we had an eventful weekend, didn't we? Yeah, you know, it's so much to talk about. Taco. So, shout out to the United Tacos of America, Word. which is a new show on El Rey Network. El Rey okay, Network. it's coming out in a few months. I believe he said that episode's coming out in October of 2019. But yo, shout out to my boy from back in the day, Mando Rayo, who this Boop. man, you guys, we're gonna have him as a guest on the show. He wrote a book about breakfast tacos in Austin years ago because he has a passion. For tacos, mm. the science of tacos, okay. not just what you see on the you know facade of a taco, like the inner workings, the, everything. He's an expert, wow. and his passion led him to getting his own fucking show on El Rey. Mm. So shout out to Mando, and we had the privilege of shooting a segment for their show. Mike, what do, what did you? Uh, so you well, guys just ate tacos. We don't want to really give away too, too much. True that. But let's just say that we were able to come up with a little mini sketch and Rachel and I, which, by the way, I don't know how Rachel did it because she came from another shoot. It was like a 12-hour shoot, but we'll talk about that another day. I mean, mm. I can just throw it out there. Of course. I shot West Side Story. Mm. What? I want to live in America. That's the exact scene I was in. Get oh the fuck out of here. It was magical. No. But you live on the east side, so I don't know. Oh my god, you would have not been casted if they knew about that. I know. Does oh, Spielberg wow. does Spielberg know about this? He you know? listens to the podcast. He's yeah. not authentic. He came up to me and was like, Hey, uh, I heard that you uh He's and Italian I was like, like that? No, I, I don't think know. He's Jewish. I don't even know I think what he sounds Jewish. like. Jewish, no, yo. Hey, you know I directed E.T., right? Uh, I see a Jew. You know. It was amazing. I don't want to go too much into it, but it was so magical. My wardrobe, they cut my hair. Look at my fucking hair, how short it is. No, it looks like I can't tell the difference. They cut it. I hate it. Wow, I the rain. God. So you went from there to like tacos, going straight to like all you can eat taco kind of. Yeah, I was on set at four a.m. and then Jeez. yeah, and then right after that, quickly took a shower because if you remember, if you recall, that day it was like what ninety four degrees mm. heat wave, and of course these were exterior scenes, but they treated us so well. I have to say, they kept us hydrated, they kept us happy. Uh, it was beautiful. It was just amazing all around. Dope. Um, and then so we shot this. So I did it because. This is what we do, bro. We do it for the passion. Yeah. Mondo's in town from Austin. It's going to be an all-nighter. Sure. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. So we had a really good time. Yeah. But on that note, it's time for uh, Bochita Bites. Woo! Yeah. I've been waiting all day. Ay. I've been waiting all night. Ay. I've been waiting all day. Ay. 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 I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all night. I've been waiting all day. I've been waiting all day. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up, Jamie? Jamie? How's everything? How's, How's everybody great? doing? It's great to experience uh, the Butchie yes. Bites in person yep. since I missed last week. So. Uh, yeah, it's a different experience when you're not in it's the live is amazing. You know? To experience um, me read from my phone. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> this year, so first bite, this year's San Diego Comic Con was this past weekend. Yeah. All right, this is where thousands of virgins congregate to find out all the new movie releases that are coming out in the in, in the next year. Is that what? It well, no, it's is? like like it's like a lot of nerds, but like nowadays everybody's a nerd, right? Right, because everybody wants to know what the new movies are coming out. But if you go to San Diego Comic Con, you're gonna see a lot of real 
old school nerds, like official, you know, socially awkward type people, you know. But, okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so. Wow. Okay. But that's what it's all about, you, you know. They, they're also the most loud, you know. They, they, they ask a lot of the questions. It's like, oh, what a, is Superman going to be wearing? Is Supergirl going to be wearing pants this year? I heard that. Um, <laughs> okay. That is true that she's giving her pants this year. Uh, oh, interesting. <laughs> but Marvel, Marvel Comics had the most memorable presentation, all right? And a big part of their presentation was that they got a lot of diversity coming up now. Yes. Nice. They're doing their phase three. Uh, they had phase one, phase two, which is just a bunch of, the, you know, a bunch of movies. Each, each like, set of mm-hmm. movies is, like, a phase. The new phase now is going to be filled with diversity. They're adding some affirmative to their action, all right? So Wow, Jamie. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> no, I'm not saying it anymore. You notice I haven't said it once. So check it out. Salma Hayek is gonna be a superhero in the new Eternals movie. There's a new Marvel movie coming oh, out. Oh wow! Eternals. I think and look, I personally I think Salma alone could have stopped Thanos in Avengers Endgame. All right, <laughs> she would have been like, "Oh, you snapping? Cause I could snap too, Thanos." All right, is that a bad Salma Hayek? <laughs> Mike's looking at me like it's a really bad Salma Hayek impression. Let's move on. Uh, they have. <laughs> Uh, okay. Mike's a big day, uh, Hayek fan. Know, He's like, yo, I, that's yeah. not how she sounds, bro. No, she doesn't, yo. Um, uh, they have an Asian uh, superhero. They're going to have an Asian superhero now. What? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Awesome. Finally giving an Asian a role in, a, in an action movie that's not stereotypical. So let me just look at what Shang-Chi's superpowers are that he's a... A kung fu man. Okay, forget, this, forget the stereotype. <laughs> forget the stereotype thing. <laughs> kung fu master, come on. Like, he can't day. be a physicist. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Marvel, you still got work to do with that. Um, they gotta. They have a deaf superhero now. No joke. What? Also what? in the Eternals, and it's played by a a, a deaf actress. A deaf. Um, which is great. I don't think it's practical though. You know, it's like you know. Where the hell were you, hard of hearing, man? You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm yelling help for 10 minutes. Get a hearing aid or something, okay? Someone's going to have to sign. Someone right? has to sign. I mean, if this is a hero, like I guess they only have to be watching the crime. Oh, okay. That's not practical to me. But oh, I do like that they're opening it up. Um, and <laughs> I think this should be like a little sidekick that signs everything. I mean, like look, I'm all for the... more disabled wow. superheroes, but you know, there's gonna be it's not gonna be fluid. You're gonna need someone in a wheelchair or something, you know. They could have a wheelchair superhero, like, but if the I'm, if they had a wheelchair superhero, I'm pretty sure that'll have some like guns coming out of some missiles coming out of that shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, I can fuck shit. with that. Yeah, I will fuck with that. That's or like um, some super duper speed. They also and look, this is great. They also have some LGBTQ plus heroes now. Mm. All right, and so now finally your favorite superheroes, loud and proud. All nice. right, and I personally I would like to see Incredible Hulk come out the closet finally. All right, oh. you, you think Hulk like men? I think that should happen. <laughs> Wow, okay. it's incredible that you, people would be like, "Yo, it's incredible that you kept the secret for so long." <laughs> oh my god! Okay, but I love it, yo. Jamie. I'm loving. <laughs> do a little bit on that one. I know, right? I need to do a little uh, one. I'm loving, but that's oh, great. Look, wow. the more diversity, the better. I still think we need a Latino, like a superhero movie, absolutely, with a main Latino. Yes. Give us an Avenger or some shit, yeah. like. Yo, you, maybe know. you could do Dominican Terminator for me. Remember. Yo, forget. Yeah. Yo, there we go. What this about is... me? I'm really hairy. So I think there's some advantages if you made me into a superhero. Mm. 
You okay. know? Well, they already have Beast from X-Men. He's pretty I hairy. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing, man. I was thinking. Okay. Wolverine, Wolverine's kind of hairy. That's true. Uh, that true. You know, I don't know. Um, how, about, how about Rachel? What, me as a superhero? Storm, I mean, you know. Maybe you White Streak. Storm? Isn't it Rogue? No, Rogue has Is it Rogue? the, yeah, yeah. the Rogue White Stripe. Yeah, that's like a joke. I hear all, hey, look, you look like Rogue. Yeah, Yo-Yo good Ma. one. Yo-Yo Ma. Yo-Yo Ma. That's the name of an actual singer. Yeah, right? it is. Um, uh, okay. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll, we'll workshop, workshop it. it. Workshop. Um, next bite. Yes. According to Google, a uh, beloved kid's character, Peppa the Pig. Peppa Ooh. the Pig. Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Is it Peppa Pig? Peppa the Pig. Peppa the Pig. Peppa the Pig. No, it's Peppa Pig. Salt and Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. See, here's, I don't even know Peppa Pig, but this is the story. She's 7'1". Seven, one. She's 7'1". Seven, seven, one. Get inch, out of here. One inch tall. 7'1", according to Google. So I think I think the Knicks should sign her up now. <laughs> Let's get Durant. We got Peppa Pig. <laughs> Power forward. She could go up against Godzilla in the next Godzilla movie. Peppa versus Godzilla. That could work. Um, look, I don't know anything too much about Peppa. I actually had to look her up. Um, I don't have kids, so I had to Wikipedia the show. Rachel, you know about Peppa Pig. Oh, a lot, yeah. So first, it's a British show, right? Yes, it is. So does she talk? Is she like, bloody oink, I say. <laughs> Stop hogging all the slop. <laughs> Like, is she like that? Like, is she? Yeah. Like, right. Pretty much. Exactly. On point. Um, She has parents. Yep. Daddy Ma- pig and mommy pig. Okay. And mommy pig? Yeah. Mommy pig. Come mommy here. Mommy pig daddy and pig. daddy pig. And I read that she has friends, too, different species of animals. And her friends are like, include Rebecca Rabbit, Susie Sheep. Pedro and- the Pony. Uh, Pedro and Candy Pedro Cat. The zebra. Candy Cat. The creator was high when he made these characters. Exactly. Right? All right, we can call her, fr- her friends a rabbit, and we can call her Rebecca Rabbit. Genius. <laughs> I'm going to become a multimillionaire. <laughs> this, someone is rich off of this shit. You got to oh, love the alliteration man. there, man. It's um, great. And look, when I have kids, do I have to... Are you forced to show them a certain kind of kid show? Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they got to watch this corny-ass kid show. You can't show them stuff that I want you to watch, like... Back in the day, Sesame Street, yeah. like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Like, or do you have to show them the current shit that's out now? Yeah. I mean, you want your kids to be cool. You know what I mean? So you want them Imagine to Imagine him rolling up at the fucking sandbox. Yo, you see last week's Peppa Pig? <laughs> nah, man. You know? So, <laughs> but uh, listen. On a scale of one to ten, does DJ, what, how much does He DJ outgrew like? it. He went through oh. a Peppa Pig phase. Okay. Ah. And thank goodness yeah. he outgrew it. So all those little figurines, because I bought all those fucking figurines. Oh, Pedro the Pony. And when they were writing. Pedro, Pedro the Pony. Pedro the Pony. <laughs> Who's yeah. Pedro the Pony? There's not little Sounds Dominican show. to me. Ay, yo. Loco, yo son pony. Ven acá. That's a Pedro. Hey, Peppa, ven acá. Pedro. Vamos a hablar contigo, ¿ok? Tú quieres jugar un poquito baseball. He's in, uh, he's in, like, uh, Chocha Beach. Yeah. He's in the section that... Hola, Frank, ven acá. Frank, ven acá. Loco, tú no sabes que yo vi. I saw Pedro the Pig up in Chocha Beach, yo. In Ocho Beach. Loco. Yo, but this is not the end of Peppa Pig's story, all right? Because Iggy Azalea, who... What we talked about last week. Mm. She's at war now with Peppa Pig on social media. What? what? Why? Because they both had albums, music albums that came out the same day. Oh, what? shit. You well, know what I'm saying? And deep. so Peppa, I mean, and so Iggy was like threatening to turn Peppa into bacon. That was like, <gasps> what? Oh, that's... Iggy! That's I don't serious. think they should be arguing because first of all, look, I think they have a lot of things in common. Okay. All right, Iggy Azalea Here sounds very close to Piggy Azalea. Oh. Ah. 
Excellent. Pigs like to play in mud pits. And as we learned last week, Iggy likes to play in twerk pits. Okay, okay, okay. 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 You, you, you got to hear last week to know what that is. Right. Listen to last week's episode. We'll, we'll put the link it takes a lot of animators to create Peppa the Pig's face. And it took a lot of plastic surgeons to create Iggy Azalea's face. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was going to go there. Anyway. Yo, you're going to get gonna, attacked on social media. I knew get, it was gonna get that go burner there. count ready, bro. I hope. Everything goes well. Maybe I should start binge watching Pepper the Pig. I'm gonna binge watch this weekend, Dude. and I'm gonna come back next week. I'm gonna be like, yo, you, yo, you got, yo. This show is everything. Yo, I'm in love. I'm going to fucking the next Pepper the Pig Comic Con. I mean, <laughs> they just have a con, a pep, a pig, a Pepper Con. A Pepper. I'm gonna go to next year's Pepper Con. That's the bites for this week. Yeah. Hey. And now it's time for the fake news. The views, opinions, and insinuations made by Frank Nibbs do not necessarily reflect or represent those held by the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Live from La Gran Manzana, it's Frank Spirison News with Frank Nibbs. Hello, folks. Hey, Frank. Hi, Frank. How you doing, guys? What's up, Frank? How you doing, man? man Come on. Do, yo, can we turn the volume on Frank's shirt down a little bit? Hey, right. yo, yo, it's right. It's a Caribbean like color, like you know, like it's you very know. Caribbean. Yeah, I want right? some. I'm in the mood for star kids all I'm, of a sudden. Hey, I'm thirsty. Yeah. I need some sunny delight right now. <laughs> I'm feeding for vitamin C for it's some like, reason. You go up in the fridge, uh, you know, OJ purple stuff, Frank shirt. <laughs> But a shirt. It's just summer, guys. Good. Hello. Like, wow. You're glowing. Like, literally, you're glowing. <laughs> Aren't you glad he wore that shirt? Oh, good one. Oh, man. End it with a knock knock joke. It's perfect. Well, guys, today for the first time, I, uh, after speaking to, the, to producer Handel, we decided to give you guys a surprise. Oh, I ch- what? I'm, I'm changing the fake news on you guys. What? We, yeah, Excuse we, me? Yes. Well, let me guess. Another 77? Uh, no. You're going to blow my no, spot up again? No, no, Now you're doing it yourself. <laughs> now you're doing it to yourself. But uh, the fake news for today is t- with the year 2020 coming, uh, hence 2020 vision, mm. okay. um, something new is coming and I want everybody to think about this new year 2020 coming, okay? And the 2020 vision that you always hear, you know, it has something to do with that, Okay. Now, remember in 211, when 212 was coming, everybody was talking about 212 coming, and the minds always. 2012? Yes. 2012. Remember when 2012 was coming? I wasn't around in 212. I I know you were. Just kidding. I didn't know we were going to be doing math in this show. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm, I'm keeping it up with the numbers. Well, last week I talked about the Gematria. Yeah. 42. The Africa. Right. And, you know, I'm going to just, we're going to stay on this uh, 2011 and how 2012, everybody was thinking about this, right? Yes, of course. And numbers, how important numbers are. And, you know, Mike's birthday just, you know, came up and it was on the 11th, right? Congrats on your birthday. And yours. What was the year, yes. was the year again? That you we're not going to talk about the years. 83, 83. 11. And yours is, yeah. yours is coming up also, right? Yes. Yes, 19, it is. 11th, right? August 12th. August what year was that again, day. Rachel? Doesn't matter. Right. Right. So 2011, <laughs> something very, very, very magical happened, okay? And um, I'm going to do a little math with you guys, okay? Hold and on, let me take my calculator out. This is Jamie's. Jamie, this is you. Oh, shit. He's oh, giving me a piece of paper. What are we doing? People, people can't, see the, can't see this, but he's We're giving We're getting a... different colored post-it notes. And we didn't know anything oh, wow. about this. We didn't go Okay, are we supposed this? to read them out okay. loud? What do you guys see? You see your birth year, right? Yeah. Yes. And how old you would have been in the year... 2011, right? Oh, that was a yes. good year. Thanks for the reminder. Oh, yeah. That's when Paco Queso went viral. 32 right. was a good year. And <laughs> I was born 1971, and I was 40 at, in the year 2011. And 
it comes out when I take the two last digits, and everybody could do this, take the two last digits of the year you were born and then put the, the, the age you were in the year 2011 and add that up. And any, every, any and everyone, anyone, whether they're deceased or alive right now, it comes down to 111. No. Wow. Well, deceased people can't do it because they're dying. Right, but you could do it for <laughs> one of your point. you could do it for one of your relatives that passed away or what have you. So basically, everyone number wise ceased to exist, and it only works on 2011. So, so everybody, wait, 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 do it wait. with your kids. Do it with Donovan. We do it with your exist. mother. Do it with your fa- yes. In 2011, right? None of us were existing. So right. none of this is real. So there's a, there's going alternate, to were we in alternate reality? Or? Right. And the mind spoke about this. The mind calendar is there's no other calendar that's not perfect like the mind calendar and think about right now with this area 51 going on and everything happening around the earth the earth the earthquakes and everything there's an something if you see the movie apocalypto right in apocalypto there was an apocalypse and an unveiling you know when they saw the europeans coming something happened things change and there's no it's not negative it's something sometimes positive so there's an unveiling in 2020 so i just want everybody to think about that and it's very important because it's going to we're going to a different frequency. We're going to a different level. I mean, this is, it's freaky though. Like, I, I kind of get what, what, what is, like, we all don't exist in 2011. But I mean, what, I don't know. I don't know, like, what makes 2011 so special. Well, the Mayan calendar, and they always said 2012. You see all the all these movies, remember, in 2012? Oh, I do remember that, actually. Everybody was saying that, oh, it was going to end, it was going to end. Exactly. But then, actually, the Mayan said, no, no, it doesn't end, it just resets. Exactly. And so, so shit just resetting. Reset. But there's it's always a, a year that people say the world's going to, like, like Y2K, everybody thought that shit was going right. to end. Do you remember that th- bullshit? Right. But oh, and it's never within the actual years that is. It's always with it within a four or eighth year period that those things happen. It doesn't actually happen in the actual year, so it's never perfect. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I like Y two K. Like the only thing that happened in Y two K was like someone hacked my AOL instant messenger and really? pretended That's to it? be me and shit. Nah, what was your AOL? <laughs> what was the name? My name? Oh damn! Jay Ferns. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I wow. think it was it was stupid. It was just like yeah, Fernsey or something like that. Fernsey, Fernsey, Fernsey. <laughs> it was cute. So Frank, cute. what are we supposed to do? So we're not alive right now. Well, no. It just means that everybody. We just have to be more aware. We have to be more in tune with ourselves. You know the way we see the world, what we're eating, uh, the people around the toxic toxicity. Ooh. You know all the all, all these different things. Social media, what we t- what we're intaking from each other. You so, know what I mean? Rachel, stop trolling. I can't stop. Yeah, just I'm being positive, man. I got to hear what everybody's saying about the show. Right, but at the same time, you guys, you know, we got to be positive and just, you know, hope that good things will come. So when's the next 2011, you think, like in the future? Is there yeah, going to be another know, year son. where we're all not going to really, like, exist on a... We're just existing on a different plane, I think. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, I think we're all changing. I think things are, I think things are going to change. And a lot of things are going to be unveiled about a lot of different things. So you're saying maybe 2020 is another reset right. year? Right, it's a reset year. This sounds like a second puberty. It's like, we're all going to be changing and <laughs> y'all are going to be you know? finding, like, new hairs in places you didn't know. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have before. That happened. I mean, we are talking about that we're living in different times. Don't people always say that in the last five years? Yo, we're living in different times. Yo, shit is different. I think he's impersonating himself. <laughs> yo, yo, we living in different times, oh, yo. Like, I'm playing me, but like from 2010. Um, Frank, yo, thank you so much. Thanks, you're welcome, folks. Frank. Thanks thank for you. surprising us. I like this. Hey, you're welcome. Is this going to be a weekly thing now? No, no. We, me, me and Hendel spoke about this. Oh, you I know, got scared. I thought you guys were like screaming no, at no, each no, other. No, 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 no. Okay. I needed, cool. I needed the green light. Well, it's thank excitement. you so much, Frank. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Is it time to put the heat back into your relationship with breakfast, but a hot breakfast just sounds like too much work? Well... 
it's time to head over to the egg aisle and pick up Just Crack an Egg. It's a hot, fluffy breakfast scramble that'll have you back in hot breakfast love in less than two minutes. All you've got to do is add a fresh egg over their hearty breakfast fixings, then stir, microwave, and reignite your love of breakfast. And something else you'll love about Just Crack an Egg is that it has no artificial flavors, dyes, or preservatives. But even better is how fluffy and cheesy and delicious it is. It comes in seven different varieties, including three brand new kinds, veggie, Southwest style, and protein-packed scrambles. Or just try one of the classics like Denver or All. American. So don't wait for the weekend to get a little hot, hearty breakfast love into your AM. It's time to run with your arms wide open to the egg aisle and take breakfast back with just crack an egg. All right, you guys, this is the part of the show where we interview somebody. Well, you know, do I have to say it again and again? Fine. Amazing. She's amazing. You guys, she is a style expert and celebrity wardrobe stylist. Please put your hands together for Marta Luna. Yeah. We got to talk about your name. Because something hilarious just went down before we formally introduce you. And welcome, by the way, to the Latino. Thank La you for podcast. having me. Thank you for having me, all of you. Thanks for being here. Okay, you gave us specific directions on how to say <laughs> your name. Did she say it right? Did she say it right? Yeah, she did. Oh, oh. You didn't hear a long pause I put in between? Yeah. It was that, awkward. That R was like, Marta Luna. <laughs> Mar- you got to hit the R. Marta. Marta. Because I, yeah. I was saying it like Malta Goya. And she was oh. like, no. I know. Jamie, you're violating at the top. We just started. I, she, on, I'm saying that. She Yo, said that. Frank, and she told Frank, me not to. <laughs> you believe this guy? I, I'm saying that I know that I was wrong because she told me beforehand. I'm not saying it again. Jesus. You could have now said I know. Malta India, which tastes better for me. Malta, ah, I true. love that. Malta India. All right. See. What? But I'm just going to call you. No, I'm not going to call. I'm just going to call you Luna, right? Yes. We could do that. Okay. Do you like that? Yeah, that's actually my public figure name. That's right. what everyone calls it. Just keep it. Luna, Lunita, I end up Mooney. Like, even, well, my client, she's like, hey, Mooney. And I'm like, okay, where did you get this name from? Uh, I get in the Ubers or Lyft, and they're like, you're like the moon, Luna, like the moon. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that sounds like a start of a creepy conversation. Yeah. Three oh, stars. Yeah. You need like, three stars for that Yeah, one. instead of good the conversation, moon. you have to click bad conversation. <laughs> <I know. laughs> I got there on time, but I didn't like that reference. Three stars. Don't ask me about my name in the Uber. Just take us to where we have to go. Okay, enough small talk. Okay, first of all, that was hilarious. But I want everybody to understand, kind of paint a better picture of what you do. I don't think I did you justice. Okay, so I am a celebrity stylist, celebrity wardrobe stylist. Um, I normally work more with reggaeton artists, but I kind of started with... A chef from Food Network. So she was my very first client. Who? Who? A chef, Trigay Fraser. Okay. So she's in in Atlanta right now, but she's super cool. She's one of the first person I started working with. And then in the music industry, I just started working with Braithiago, which I will be with him for a year sometime next week or so. That's fun. So that's, pretty, that's been pretty intense. It's so different, like the TV set towards like the videos and music videos or how overnight they're like hey i have a video with someone else so el corre corre like we say it's insane the shopping and picking up the clothes besides that i do a lot of other things um i have a humanitarian organization called the sisterhood of faith i have a partner named samantha she's from puerto rico 
when Hurricane Maria happened, we went there for almost 45 days and helped a lot of people in Puerto Rico, about 27 pueblos. Um, I am a designer. I have my own brand called MNYC Shop, where we make one-of-a-kind unique bags, clutches, makeup bags, purse. And my concept is that everyone should have a unique piece in their closet that no one has. Mm. And the best thing that I love about it is that I have eight people in Venezuela working on the brand. So it comes from my country and it makes me proud to help others from my country to do this. So I will say que soy un poquito multifacetica. I do a little bit of everything. Design, styling, um, humanitarian is something that I love a lot to help other people. And I started as a fashion and lifestyle blogger and then I create a lot of content. I get booked for like content creator influencing work. Before we get into your your the beginnings of, of your career, um, what is an example of like a unique piece in someone's closet? Because... You know what I mean? Like, I want to know if I have something similar. I'm like, do I have a unique oh piece in my closet that I could take Jamie out? Jamie has a unique merce that is in his closet. So a merce? Nah. Honestly, I say like a unique piece. It could be something that you probably got at a vintage shop. Okay. Because ah. most I've got vintage stuff there. shops, yeah. when you go to a vintage shop, you're not going to see something twice. Yeah. Or it can also be like a personal piece that a family member gave you, like a, a grandparent like, I have an aunt. She's, like, super fashionable. She's 93, and she looks like she's 60 still. Yeah. Okay. But, like, she gifted me, like, outfits that I'm like, where did you get this? Like, that, like, it wasn't her So closet. I should read my grandfather's closet. Is Check it saying? out. You never know what you will find. You never yeah. know what you will find. <laughs> so I want to go, um, before the blogging, did you go to school for this? Like, what intrigued you to get into doing the blogging and stuff? Okay, so this is the part I didn't want to share, but let's go. Well, let's go all the way, like I said. Yes. Okay, um, I came to this country when I was eight. So I'm from Caracas, Venezuela. I came here when I was eight with my grandmother. Uh, started working when I was like 12 years old, cleaning houses with my grandmother and everything. So that's kind of like, I guess, one of the parts where I'm proud to share because a lot of people probably now are like, you're so lucky, this lifestyle you have. But I had to work a lot. So at the age of 12, I wasn't at a mall or hanging out in the movies. I was working, cleaning bathrooms, houses and stuff with my grandmother. That's how my lifestyle was. I went to high school. I finished. I didn't even go to school for the fashion or anything. I got married and I was an army wife and that's when I decided wow. that's when I decided to do the blogging because we were moved to Virginia. So I was like, hmm, I don't wanna do nothing here that's like fun. I kinda miss New York. So I started writing about fashion. First it was just a hobby. And he deployed to Afghanistan. I came back to New York for nine months. And I was at an event and I started talking about my blog and I got discovered by the New York Times and the Huffington Post within wow. the nine months that I was here. Wow. So that's how it all happened for me with the blogging lifestyle. They were like, okay, this Venezuelan fashionista, army wife. To them, it was a catch because army wives are normally home or, you know, home wives waiting for their husbands to come back from deployment. But I've always had that mentality of that work ethic and hustle. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to work here while I'm here for nine months. I'm with my family and I'm going to go to all of these fun events because I was working for Robert Clergerie then, which is a designer from Paris. And I went to this event and I started talking about that I was an army wife and I was into fashion. And then the editor asked me if I had a business card and I said no. Then she gave me hers and she was like, see, please send me an email tomorrow. And I did. And next thing I knew, I was a uh, the Huffington Post, I have an article there, and in the New York Times, three months later. Wow. 
What an incredible story. So, so how do you transition? Like, what was the transition? You doing the blogging, but then when you was, when did you get to the point where you're like, all right, I want to do this. I want to get into styling. I want to get into doing designing my own things. What was that first step that you took? I think I've always liked designing. Um, I've always been very creative, and that's one thing I always say that some sometimes people ask like, what what makes you unique, or you know, I think your creativity makes you so authentic and unique because that's something that no one can take away from you. So I love that of being creative um, and the styling. I was always styling like friends, family will be like, oh, viste me, tú eres la fashionista de la familia. And I was oh, like, wow. okay, cool, I'll do that. <laughs> and then one day um, I got contacted by Allure magazine on my Instagram and they was like, hey, we're going to sponsor two people from Instagram to go to the International Style Institute. It was a $3,000 school here at uh, Condé Nast and I was like no way and there was like yeah we're picking a guy and a girl and they picked a guy from Atlanta and then they picked me and I was like okay Fantastic. I felt like okay God sent me this this is a blessing so I'm gonna go ahead because I have maybe he has backup plans for me to do this and I was like I will learn probably the things that I've been afraid of to actually push it and I took the class and I got certified and two weeks later I was working for Food Network with Chef Trier wow Wow. So I kind of work a lot with Walk by Fate. That's kind of like my personal quote. I actually just got it tatted in Dope. Miami. Cause, I mean, Where? Where on your body? Um, It's it's like right here. She's showing us, everybody, She's the new shape. Yep. Right on your, like, yeah. what is it, your shoulder blade? It's my shoulder blade, and I like it because it's like Walk by Fate. It's kind of like I can't see, so it's like, you know. It's walking. It's there. It's, it's there with me. Guiding you. So yeah. what what was inspiring your creativity when you were in the army base? I feel like that seems so like uh, you're so away from kind of, you know, regular like society. You know, like you're very isolated, right? So where, how, where were you getting like your, your creativity from? I read a lot of magazines. So okay. I, I kind of like read. I'm online like all the time reading magazines. Like if any award show... Is happening. I'm like, who's on the red carpet? What are they wearing? I follow a lot of designers to see like what's the latest trends and wow. So is that like at family gatherings? Is everyone looking at you like, do you approve? Mm. What do you think? Oh my is god. So I, are we just sorry? Like my dad now. <laughs> like I will like say, hey dad, let's go to like this fashion event. Do you guys want to come or like if it's an event that I have like a certain certain amount of plus and he'd be like, ¿Y qué me pongo para eso? Mm. He was like, ¿Te gusta este outfit? He will send me like pictures, pictures. Do you like this one? I'm like, Dad, just be you. Wear the one. No, es que mi hija es fashionista. Y yo me yeah, tengo que poner esto. Y I'm like, oh my God, okay, because fine. That's like asking a dentist. Like, yo, how's my teeth? How's my teeth? It's <laughs> like, I'm not working That's now. a cavity, like, Jamie. Wear what you want. That's a cavity. <laughs> but, the, but, but that must be so interesting, being a friend or being in your circle. Is there like a certain pressure of hanging out with you? And like, yo, let's go out clubbing. And it's like, nah, damn, I have to send you something? Do, how often do people send pictures of their outfits to be like, girl, I'm going out. Like, is this cool? Well, most of my friends, they're all fashionistas. Oh, like, so they, oh, most of all the... Wait, so but then like it's a different ballgame. But yeah. then... Hello. I have, let's say, like, part of, like, my working team. Here's yeah, one. Yeah. Here's one. Yes. I so shout say, out like, in the building. She recently went to Miami Swim Week with one of our other... Um, team members mm -hmm. and then she's like you guys are so girly oh my god I was, I'm like I'm so different you know so she's like she's like 
true New Yorker. She dresses mostly in black every day. And I'm hey. like the pop of color. And right. like this neon outfit. But honestly, um, I don't put pressure on no one who's next to me. Because if I accepted you when I met you, I love you the way you are. So I'm kind of not that person that like, if you're not looking like this or you're not rocking this, you're not rocking or you're not sitting with us, that kind of stupid quote that I hear online, which I don't like. Mm. But it's kind of like that for me. Like, you know, just be you and kick your own personality. Now, if she feels like, oh, let's go shopping together. Can you help me find something that it's a little fashionable? Maybe I will like it then. I don't mind, but I'm not going to tell you. If you look like this, you're not coming. No. That's Damn, mean. that's messed up. Sorry, Jamie. That, that, uh, that v neck. No, there, there, there is people who are like that, you know, in this social life that mm. they'll probably like, hey, oh, she's not wearing Gucci or she's not wearing, oh, she's right. not into like the Versace designers and stuff like that. So, Rachel, leave the Crocs at home, all right? <laughs> I, had to I know they're comfortable. I know they're comfortable. I had but. to retire them just because they were worn out. Um, and I'm not buying another pair. Luna, <laughs> I wanna I wanna deep dive. Oh. As a stylist. Because, you know, <laughs> I've I've been on set and there's there's been people. Can you explain to our, our listeners what that entails being a stylist in this industry? Like what do you need to do from beginning to end in order to be a stylist? Like what's your day to day? Yes. Okay, my day to day is I feel like I'm married to my clients. Um, You know, let's say this week I have like a video in Miami. So yesterday he's like, hey, tenemos video. Here's the treatment. So the treatment is the what the producer, the director creates with the artists and their management of what the song is like, what the wardrobe is going to be like. So you have to know like to study the color palettes, the scene, because I'm not going to put you in a swimsuit walking in the streets of Miami, (laughs) you know, if that's what the video is about. So I feel like there's a lot of work. People think it's like, oh, the video is out and how cool is this video? But there's a lot of work that goes into it, especially if they give you like a 24-hour, I need you in Miami tomorrow. Overnight, you need, and you need a team. Like this is something I learned. Like my first three, four months, I was doing it alone. I mean, I couldn't afford my team yet, but I was like, you know, I'm going to find the perfect team and I'll have three persons that are super amazing, which I'm going to give them a shout out. Of course. Stephanie, Ty, and Adriana. So, you know, they're, they're different in their own way, but I have... Ty, let's say, she's the person who sends out 150 emails, 200 emails. She sends it out to designers. Hey, this is my client. So it's kind of like they believe in me just like I believe in my client. And, you know, we have to present this project. Like I would say, like our client is this project that we are selling. So, hey, would you like to dress this person? He's like the dopest Latino artist right now. You know, let's say, Tiago, which is my muse, mm-hmm. I call him. I call him my little human kid. So this person to me is like the one that I, I go hard for my clients. I get him sponsorships. You know, hey, Puma, you want him? This send him all of this stuff. He's going to be rocking this at your videos on tour and so on. So it's it's a lot of stuff, you know. The emails, the person who goes and pick up the the items that they approve, then the person who returns them, then the person who flies with them to wherever they're going. So it's a lot. So imagine one little person doing all of that. It's it it's tiring. A, t- a person like me, like I sweat a lot. Am I a oh. bad client where like I will sweat a lot in my 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 outfit and then you gotta like actually. Is that like a headache, like certain people? Honestly, you have to learn your client. So if you know you're a client who sweats a lot and you're wearing a jacket, you try to make sure you take the jacket in between the the sets when you're 
recording. Then there's these little sponge also that you can actually put under your arms. Oh. So we have to talk oh. offline. I need you one of those. You gotta send that to Bago. Because Rachel and I will go to events and I'm like I really super nervous. And, I'm just like, <laughs> and I got sweaty pits and it's like, way. what am I going to do? No, you know? you're, yeah, that's, that's one of the most important things. He'll use things. up like a 12 pack of that in one shot. <laughs> Yo, I gotta put that sponge in every orifice in my body. Did they make one for the belly button? <laughs> I didn't know my back sweat that much. All right. You are very influential because it's true. When you have these big artists, they have like 300 million views on YouTube or on television. A lot of people and kids are watching these artists and like, yo, I want to dress like them. Mm -hmm. So like, how are you combining the trends? Because you already told the whole thing, but like, how do you combine the trends? How do you put your spin on it? And how do you work with, because obviously each artist has their own style that they feel comfortable with or a separate body type. Like, can you explain a little bit like how you, especially if it's like 24 hours, you get involved in do that okay so let's say i have i have a lot of freelance clients as well so for the first time i just work with rafa pavon which is an, a reggaeton artist which they were in the best dressed list so hey! i feel that awesome it was my girl. first time styling him and you're always afraid when it's your first time styling a client but that feeling to know that you also listen when they they tell you exactly what they want. You know, it's good to incorporate your stuff. But when you first work with the client for the first time, just listen. Because then if you show up with like a whole bunch of stuff that only you want, then they might not feel comfortable. So you always don't, you don't want them to lose their essence. But you also want to add that that says Luna style him, you know. Mm. So that was pretty cool. Like he always wear like hats, but then the, the suit he was wearing didn't really go well with the hat. So I was like, you know what? Just do these cool sunglasses. Just accessorize differently. Add something a little bit more. You know, we, we added like this white leather harness and he had on a white suit. He looked really amazing. And he also walked with his girlfriend for the first time on the carpet. So that was pretty awesome that they both were part of that list of best dress. And, wow. She know. probably was like, so I don't get the stylist too? <laughs> no, like, he, what, yeah, I, I style her as well. Oh, you style her as well? Yeah. Yo, the couple's deal. Yo, you get Ray the couple, two for okay, one. Okay, real quick. I, exclusive. Rachel and I are going to be part of this Dominican gala. Uh, when is this? We're being honored by the U.S. Dominican Day Parade nice. as stars on the rise and so we're going to be accepting this honor on August 9th okay. mm -hmm. at some fancy schmancy dinner Okay, and now continue because I don't know where you're going maybe we can talk offline and kind of like you know Dress us a little sign sign. Okay, you know? okay. Because it's going to be some, something you know, sweat proof you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a material that you know is good for Mike <laughs> I have a question so Tell us about a very unique and crazy moment with a client and how you overcame this obstacle. Mm. Oh, okay, I can share what happened this weekend. Tell, this was oh, amazing. Homegirl here is like, tell no. the story. Okay, so tell the story. Stephanie and the team also designs, right? So she just designed a shirt for Rafa Pavon that said, Ricky Renuncia. And they were going to deliver it overnight from New York to Miami. And, you know, she sent me the tracking, everything. It's going to arrive tomorrow. I'm waiting at 10 in the 10.30 in the morning and I'm like, holy, the shirt is not here. And that's what he was looking forward to the most mm. because he was going to perform and open his shirt, at his jacket at the end oh, to, you know, be with his people and say, hey, yeah. I'm with you guys even though I'm here on stage. So 
1.30, I'm like, Stephanie, the shirt is not here. Can you please make check and see the person who sent this shirt? And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And the guy is like, the guy's manager is basically like, don't come back. It's, it felt like a, a the devil's worst Prada moment. Oh, like if you don't have the coffee, like just... You know, and he was like, no, el va a estar encojonadísimo. You should get this. And I was like, ay, Dios mío, ¿qué voy a hacer? So I started calling, like, my friends from Miami. And they was like, we have a place in El Doral. So I had an hour to get to my client. We took an Uber to Doral. We found the place. It was done in 15 minutes, the shirt. And we brought it back. And I was like, look, it doesn't have the gray lines. But then after he wore it, I'm like, this was never the shirt because it never arrived. So I had to, like, do all of this for the shirt. You remade the shirt? Wow. 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 That's another part of being a stylist. Like, they don't take no for an answer. Like, they book you because they know you're the best they booked. So you got to come through and bring it. You got to improvise it. sometimes. Wow. Yes. But that's what your stylist still is coming to play. You know, it's like, all right, let me see what I could, you know, create you go, in the lab. Girl. I mean, yeah. there's good times also where you get a lot of things pulled. And the they love so much how the client look and the delivery that they will just say, let the client keep all the clothes. That happened to us this weekend. They let him keep all the suits they had sent for him to oh, try. Um, you know, like Puma sent us a few new items. So they sent him and they were like, hey, he can keep everything. So it was Sweet. amazing. Like you don't only open like sponsorships for that client that you're building with. But you also have the relationship that you have with those people that open the doors for you. Like that moment that I'm having tomorrow is pretty big with cult of individuality. Um, nice. I feel like... I knocked their door and I was like, I haven't seen any Latinos on their, you know, page. So I seen Jarul, they have LL Cool J, a lot of cool people wearing their brand. But I'm like, I'm going to knock this door to open it from one of my Latino clients. And I said, I'll go forward for it for Braithiago since he's my main personal client. And they were like, okay, so it's kind of like selling my client. I believe in him. This is why he should wear your stuff. He was like, okay, the the CEO of the company, he was like, I'll send, I'll lend you one to two looks. So that's how it started. Mm. Then they started making like custom made pieces that are actually from their 2020 collection. So for my client to wear that, that's not even out for this year yet. That's pretty big. Then they started seeing him on videos. Um, he recently got like a $7,000 sponsorship for his entire tour. They dressed him with Damn. everything. And now he's performing at their show and he's the Latino ambassador. And Amazing. Yeah. That's us growing together. All because you knocked down a door. You yep. didn't even knock it down. You kicked it down. Yep. That's it. <laughs> I don't I don't take no for an answer. I said, I, I know how hard I've worked being in this country. So, no, I don't take no. Listen, you. Um, a lot of our listeners might not have, you know, they try to ball on a budget, right? They're not... They can't really spend on too much on expensive designer threads, right? So what? A, what? A, do you have any right. one piece of advice? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a trying budget, to talk stylist. I'm a budget girl. Though. I'm trying to talk threads. stylist, Rachel. It's fine. I'm a, I'm a budget girl though. You so, didn't know I'm that kind of budget also, stylist. Try, I'm not you, the stylist that says send me a six thousand dollar budget and we're gonna blow it up in Versace. You know why? Because anybody can walk into Versace. They can be like, "What's the latest Versace shoe?" Yeah. So once you go in, everyone has that because it's just hanging there. That's where a stylist comes in, and she can be very creative. She can put a thirty dollar sunglasses from another brand ah. and wear some jeans that are $200. Okay. So that for me is being a creative stylist versus how I would call normally like a designer whore that only knows about only designs, which to me, honestly, anybody can do that. I can go in and say, hey, what's the latest Chanel weather outfit and post it on my stories yeah. or my Instagram. And it's the same thing I saw 
in a mannequin in the store. That's mm-hmm. not creative. That's not creative. And it's actually, I just saw a tweet that Offset posted. He was like, all of you be wearing designer things, but you still look like shit. Uh, wow. Yeah. Facts. So be creative, Facts. all right? That's a big thing when you're shopping for clothes. All right. That that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, Marta. So, um, <laughs> Mar- 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 I am not gonna fuck up her name. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say one of them, Luna. Okay. A, a lot of our listeners actually, and I I say this so much. I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record, but a lot of our listeners actually hear about career paths that they never have heard of before or have heard of being successful, especially for a Latina. And just so y'all can see and know this, an Afro Latina. I'm just wanting to put mm-hmm. that out there. Okay. Hello. Um, aye, aye. So, like, as someone on a very unique career path, can you offer some advice to those maybe interested in the fashion industry and what they can do in this this sphere? I try to respond to a lot of my DMs. Um, I, I am the person who responds to, like, most of my comments. I will take either, like, the weekend and say, hey, these three posts that I didn't reply to, I'm going to try to reply my most to everyone. Because at the end of the day, our platform is a place of inspiration for everyone daily. You know, for those who are following you and supporting you, I'm like, they came here for a reason for the first time. And they're still here after so long for, you know, because they saw something in you. And I I thank my followers who's been with me for a long time. I even remember my very first follower. Her name is Natalie. And till this day, she still sends me like oraciones and bendiciones. And she opened my Luna fan page. So I want to thank her oh, because nice. she's been with me for a long time. Nice. And I have that relationship with her where I, I respond to all her messages. Um, I think I've seen her this year once. She was like, Luna, let's go out to eat. And it might not seem sociable, but at the end of the day, I'm a human being just like everyone else, just that I'm doing what I love to do. So my advice to inspire people is, be passionate about what you're doing. Don't do it just because they send Luna free shoes or free clothes. Like you don't know my struggles or where I came from. But everything I do, I do it with love and passion. And once you do that and that's what you give, that's what you're going to receive back. Yeah. So that's my biggest advice. Amen. Yeah. So you do all these things, but you also have your own organization that you started. Can you tell our listeners about that? Okay. So the Sisterhood of Faith. Um, actually, the, it's a joke of uh, how we started the Sisterhood of Fate. I was uh, a panelist in this event. And then Samantha, who's my partner, paid $100 to see all the speakers. At the end of the night, we were talking about how passionate, you know, we were about helping others and giving people. And this happened the same year of Hurricane Maria. I think it was like November 11th, the day that the event happened. And um, the funny thing is that now she says, oh, I paid $100 just to come and see Martha, you know. And once that happened, when we met and we talked about, well, she's half Puerto Rican, but she used to live in Jersey. And then I'm like, okay, I'm Venezuelan, but I do love Puerto Rico a lot. That's one of the places that I visit. And we decided we wanted to do this humanitarian organization. And it took us literally a month. We were in Puerto Rico by December 11th. And we stood there for 45 days. We pulled strings. We stayed at an Airbnb. We were blessed over there with people who had... um, We met some friends that actually had like a company of water. And they were still doing good in their size. So they gave us like 45 or 48 bottle, big 
boxes of bottles of water. We purchased things here. We opened like a GoFundMe. We had a school in Newark who donated to us. So I think we were so passionate about giving an hour message that the doors were open so easy for it to happen for us within a month. So, you know, we didn't even know each other that much. All we knew was that we had this big faith and we wanted to help people and we did it and we've been here since. And my sister Sammy, shout out to my sister Sammy from the Sisterhood of Faith. And, you know, we do a lot of things. If it's things happening in Puerto Rico about Venezuela, she's like, hey, you want to send some stuff down? You want to come down? There's like projects about Venezuela. We've gone to visit kids with cancer in hospitals. Fisher Price has donated toys to us. We have partnered with other organizations, uh, Giving Hope, who does stuff for Haiti, uh, you name it, makeovers. We've done stuff here in the Bronx, uh, like safe homes. This year, this December that passed, I donated $3,000 of my own money because I felt like I was so blessed with so many things. I wanted to do something to just give back. It wasn't with Samantha. It was just me thanking all of the great opportunities that come to me. And it was for a safe home and a lot of kids who doesn't have, you know, that was less fortunate. So it also always will put me back to that place where I was with my grandmother that I didn't have much, but she taught me how to work for everything I have and how to appreciate it. The hustle. That's beautiful. That's style and substance, what you guys are doing. Because it's like you're actually like doing good in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of people say, you know, like you went to Puerto Rico. A lot of people just like, yo, Puerto Rico's, you know, really struggling right now. I wish I could do something and you guys are actually doing it. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And we saw so many things like, you know, like... It will probably stay with us, like all the house that we visit, houses that people were still in it with like holes in their, you know, ceiling, kids. It, it was a lot. It's crazy. It was a lot, but I mean, Puerto Rican people are strong people and us Latinos, we're strong people, so we don't give up. That's right. Mm-hmm. Got a little loud there. Latinos <laughs> are loud. Well, that's what we are. Listen, I mean, one time from Marta Luna, everybody. I mean, come on, yo. Yeah. You got Thanks. stories for days. They're amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, now, and now I think it's time for the Fuchila Que Lo Que. It's that time for the Fuchila Air Fresheners Que Lo Que segment. Marta Luna, dime lo que lo que. <laughs> que lo que. <laughs> and then my kid would be like, ¿Qué pasó, Chama? Hey, oh, snaps. Maybe we'll change it to that yeah. one day. I can't even. ¿Qué pasó, Chama? <laughs> ¿Qué pasó, Chama? Because we're chamos over there, you know? I'm from Venezuela, so we don't Back, say que right? lo que. I'm bringing you my originality of my country. We so, have a lot of listeners in Venezuela. So Chama is that word. So shout out to all the Chamas. And chamos? Uh-huh. Okay. Exacto. <laughs> or chamex? You guys, you were like, and chamos? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. I know. No, no, I no. Don't. It's like chamos y chamos, yes. Yeah. Tell everybody how they can get involved with Sisterhood of Fate and also where to follow you. So the Sisterhood of Fate is at the Sisterhood of Fate. That's our humanitarian organization. If you want to see my creative designs, it's MNYC Shop at MNYC Shop. And my personal where I'm on every day is MDollNYC. So if you follow that main one, you will find my other pages as well. 
Uh, now it's my turn. Um, just want to give a big shout out to a podcast that is here in New York and they support us. It's called the New York Dose Podcast. Check them out. Um, I'll, I'll tag them on my social medias and my social medias is Juan Bago everywhere. And I think this week is the week that finally my sketch with the PGA tour comes out. Yay. El Tigre Woods. And uh, Tibby's dad was in it, and Frank was in it. Frank, yeah. wow! If there is an Emmy for <laughs> acting, Frank and his over enthusiasm, yo, would have won. It was amazing. I can't wait to see. I yeah, can't wait. it was only really a two. A, it was a two liner, but it was well, it was perfect for me. You acted the shit out of those two lines. Frank, wow. were you were you practicing the two lines in the mirror like the night before? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, hopefully it's a hole in Juan Bago. Oh, uh, wow. Okay, I'm. Uh, those are my shoutouts. You didn't like that hole in Juan bottle? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no? nice, nice. Rachel. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a Rachel. Yeah, yeah we're going to get another comment on, um, on iTunes. I love it, but. You guys are too loud. Like, yeah, the, I don't the even say it anymore. I'm I don't trying even to listen to my headphones and it's like way, way too loud. Maybe we needed to let the Jamie breathe a little. <laughs> <laughs> let it breathe. Is it my turn yet? No, it's Jamie's. All right. Mine's is quick. Jay Fern's Instagram. And uh, yeah, don't don't troll me like Rachel oh, trolls people. No, okay. I only troll. Bring the funny and everything that has to do with the show. <laughs> okay, cut. Frank, um, shout out to uh, the pit and uh, Carmen Mendoza. We went. Yes, to, we, uh, Mike and I went to uh, see her. She's amazing. Oh, She's awesome. awesome. Yeah, uh, very talented young lady. Check her out on Instagram. M- Miss Carmen Mendoza. M S Carmen Mendoza. Okay, and do you have any listeners that you have daily conversations with that you want to? <laughs> Shout out. Have you met up with any of them recently? No, not recently. You know, I go, you know, I go back and forth with some of the listeners and uh, Okay. Back Jamie, and you know, forth. Wait, the- wait. Jamie, you had a interaction as well on social media one of one, with one of our listeners, no? Oh yeah, someone referenced on Instagram uh oh, they they they, they said that they also were in the Burger King Kids Club cuz I had referenced that in an old episode. No and way. when I referenced it here, nobody was everybody was like I didn't never heard of that club. So she was like, "Yo, I was in the Burger King Kids Club." So <laughs> There was. I have to respond to her back. Yeah, you, you tell do. Fatima Jesus. you found your soulmate. You're yeah, sorry. I know. <laughs> I'm. I'm moving to Tacoma, Washington. I don't know. I don't know where she's from. But um, I will. If you're listening, I will respond to the Instagram because I actually. I really was. Um, my heart. You know, my heart felt that. I was like, yeah, this is. We're bonding. Okay. Wow. Now you know how I feel. Oh, Frank. And finally, Rachel. Yay! Okay, you guys. Round two of July Sketch Madness at the People's Improv Theater. Comedy derailed. We're going up against a a sketch team called National Scandal. Oh. Is it national or is it just Hmm. regional? Oh, which is funny because I saw the video of you doing that joke. That was that Rachel. I can see the diabolical character right now coming out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is it local scandal? Is it like... Super specific scandal. Um, scandal stay was canceled. Tuned. Stay tuned till Thursday. You came back just like not only looking like a lobster, but acting like one too. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Well, yo, lobster's expensive, so I'll take that as a compliment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. But not crabs. Word. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> 
podcast. Okay, um, let's turn it back to the positive side. Yeah. Comedy Derailed will be performing performing going up against National Scandal on Thursday, July 5th. So that's today. Tonight. Get your tickets at right. the pit-nyc.com. Come see us in round two of July Sketch Madness. Um, please follow me at Rachel La Loca. And I have to give two quick shout-outs. One to Fuchi La Fresheners. Right. Yeah. Sending us all these beautiful, like, regalitos. Platanitos. They sent us Air the Force Air Force One. One. Walter Mercado. They even make ba- Mike's bathroom Celia smell Cruz. good. Celia Cruz. You guys, go to fuchilafresheners.com. Use code LOL10 and get 10% off. That's a bargain. Absolutely. Go, go They look now. mad dope, too. F-U-C-H-I-L-A fresheners.com. And the other shout-out I have is, como siempre, we gotta big up our peeps over at Yero.com, the news and lifestyle platform for Latino men. This week, they talked Mexican vegan food, thanks to celeb vegan mm. chef Eddie Garza. Garza. Yes, you heard that right. Celeb vegan Eddie Garza. Yup, he's a chef. He knows what he's doing. So visit Yero.com for the full interview. All right, and this is the moment mm. that I've been waiting a week for because oh, you weren't here last Lord. week. Now we can finally talk Ay. about this. Ay, mi madre. We have Yo, a Frank huge so announcement. Nice. Wait, Frank? It is Yo. why Frank is wearing this bright-ass <laughs> orange shirt today. Yes. Because this is a big, bright announcement. This shit is bright, yo. Oh, God, this is great. Oh, you guys, God. not only is August 12th a big, huge day for me because it's my birthday, Mm. It's a special birthday too It's a special birthday Because we are having A live Latinos Out Loud Show On my birthday What a gift What Whoa. What a gift Whoa. You know what would wow. be A better gift If Bago's not there Just note that <laughs> Just note that Now We're doing this show On the 12th It's going to be huge And it's part of The New York Latino Film Festival Which is back mm. You guys mm. And this is going to be opening up basically the festival. The, wow. the festival the festival of festivities Incredible. is going to be opened <laughs> up. We are doing a live show at the Google space on oh August God. 12th. At Google. Yes. That's yes. Google it. Wow. It is fancy. And it's in Chelsea and it's amazing. Wow. So Google the Google space. And if you're interested, go to <laughs> nylatinofilm.com and get some tickets. Open your wallet right now. And you know what? When you open your wallet, you don't need money in it because it's free. Wow. And I'm, I'm already, Frank has already been working on his fake news for the it's last the three Google weeks. Center. We will be um, um, passing a collection plate, though, just, uh, just <laughs> during the show. If you want to donate, hey, it's great. So if you guys didn't have the opportunity to go see our 100th episode and you're like, oh my God, oh. Yeah. This is your opportunity. It's free. Is that what they're doing? Oh my god! Oh, why? Most of our listeners that? do that. And last year, Mike did a panel in the Google Center, and if every, anybody sees the location and yeah. the view from it's there, over, overlooking the meat, like what was formerly like what was the meat market. They did the High Line, and the view it's overlooking Manhattan. So it's beautiful. If anybody has the opportunity, you should definitely go. It's going to be amazing. You know, and it's it's a special space too. That's where we met Handel. That was the day that Hendo was like, hey, oh, I, oh, I didn't even know this. Hendo was like, hi, um, um, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, yeah. Like, no wonder Hendo's always asking me to Google shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, you guys are mean. <laughs> well, yeah. So go to nylatinofilm.com right now. Secure your space at the Google space to see us in our space. Gia. The Latinos Gia. Out Loud space. Hey. It's a good space to be in, trust me. 
All right, so here at Latinos Out Loud, from time to time, we have what's called a Keloke Quickie with some amazing guests, and that's what we have for you tonight. So here with us from the West Coast is Dilcia Barrera and Alexis de la Rocha from the Los Angeles Latino International Film Festival. Yeah. Woo! Can we just call it La Leaf so I don't have to say that again? <laughs> la Leaf, you're giving me life right now. Exactly. Exactly. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. It's Thank really you. hot in LA, but happy. <laughs> uh, you have? Do you have a heat wave like we are having in New York City? You guys always you have know, great it's weather, not as though. Bad. It's not as bad, but it's good. It's like you know we don't have AC, so. <laughs> oh, oh damn! Nah. They don't have AC in LA. Or, or you guys don't have AC. I got AC. We have the ocean. That is some here. LA shit, you know? Like, everybody shut off your electricity. Nobody's going to have air conditioning for a month. All right, cool. It's <laughs> fine. We'll figure it out. So, ladies, let us know a little bit. Uh, let our audience know a little bit about the film festival. I know that one of you are in charge of the music and the other one's in charge of film. So, um, one at a yeah. time, let us know a little bit um, what to look forward to for the festival. Let's start with the fact of the dates. Um, we kick off opening night next Wednesday, July 31st. Oh, my goodness. Yes, please come out. Um, and we have an amazing lineup of music, film, um, conversations, master classes, all for not only the Latino audience in Los Angeles, but all the audience. We have a, a lot of programs that, for families, for adults, um, children screenings, but the bulk of what I did was the films, and we are showing 17 feature films. Wow. Ten of them were directed by or co-directed by women, so we're super Amazing. proud of that, Latinas in the house. Amazing! Girl power! <laughs> and we're showing 17 shorts by up-and-coming film directors. These are directors that are going to be Famous, they're going to be big, and, and and we really believe in their work. And the first place you're going to see them he is here in La Leaf, and we're we're premiering so many of their amazing work, and it's just going to be an amazing time. And we're really excited, and hope hopefully the family will come out and join us. You actually even have a film called De Lo Mio, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the, um, De Lo Mio premiered at BAM in New York um, mm -hmm. last month, and it's um, a Dominican Republic. Um, U.S. film. These sisters go back home to kind of clean out their grandma's house. But it's a, a really interesting story because it's, it's sad but also a very happy connection with family and kind of letting go of the motherland. So it's something that I feel like a lot of us Latinos that grew up here but have connections to other countries experience when our grandparents pass away or our family pass away and we have to let go of that house. That house that not, some of us lived in, that house that some of us spent, you know, some time in, maybe summers, maybe our vacations. And it's just such a beautiful story. We're so excited because, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but two of the lead actresses were former guests of the Latinos All Out podcast and friends to the room, Sasha Mercy, D-Nasty. Shout out. So shout out to them in those, the film De Lo those Mio. Those girls are fire. Those girls are fire. That Their performances are amazing. And I do not... I refuse to believe they're not sisters. They act like right? sisters. They look like it's just, it's such a good movie. They finish each other's uh, sentences and jokes. Well, at Basically, least they were doing that yeah. in the show. Yeah. 
Yeah, you got to check out that yeah. episode of the podcast because they even release how they're like basically prima prima familia that uh, how they grew up through a connection in their family. So back to this festival, I mean, what is your day to day now? Like a week before the festival, tell us about what's going through your head. What are you guys doing? We are doing everything and anything we can to promote the festival. Um, we also, like Dixie said, we have film, we have music, which is what I the part that I curate, um, which is. Um, over 20 phenomenal Latinx artists that are breaking, already making waves. Um, Gabriso, who's Ecuadorian, has been featured in Vogue. Um, so I think we're catching her right before, like, she is untouchable. <laughs> and um, we also have the student um, portion, which is called the legacy portion. Um, there's so many beautiful parts to our festival right now. We're just trying to promote, 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 because we want to get it packed. It is a huge Latinx collective to be able to feature and put all of our stories and all of our art and all of our sounds onto this fantastic platform. So we want to get it to as many people as possible all throughout our community. And you definitely, you're representing, um, obviously, the Latino culture in this festival. How, do, how, does, how does your festival also represent kind of the city of L.A.? Ooh, that's a good Well, the city of L.A. happens to be a huge percentage of Latino culture. But Latinos, yes. the, the wonderful part about not only the music, but also the films is some of our films are made by the Latinos, but capture other cultures. So there's a film, the world premiere of I Will Follow is by a Mexican-American um, director from Chicago, but he really follows the story of an African-American man in New York. So it just shows to the world that as creators and um, as directors, as filmmakers, as artists, we're also able to work with other communities and capture their stories as many people have been capturing our stories for many years yeah and how many years has la leaf been uh taking place for this is the 18th year wow not 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 the consecutive year but it's the 18th la leaf we had a little break in between and then we launched it last year it's very exciting. You know, sometimes with mm-hmm. film festivals, I mean, I can speak for the one here in New York that we're looking forward to, the New York Latino Film Festival in August. Um, like, a lot of people think that you have to be in the industry to go to these things or, like, not into, you know, like, they only want people into film. That's not the case, right? Like, what what could we tell consumers listening to this podcast right now in L.A. about the film festival? Like, like don't be afraid. What could you tease them with? Well, the truth of the matter is it even though it is, a, you know, the, the title says film, we're more of a community event. And mm-hmm. the, we have, we're featuring at least six free screenings and free events. So there's enough, you know, there's no excuse if you're a student, if you can't afford it. We have something for everyone. Um, one of my favorite free events is the, this art installation, three screen piece that we're showing on Sunday, the August 4th by Rebecca Mendez. She's an, an artist and it's kind of a a way for her to come to terms with the hurt that we're doing to the world and earth. And the images in this piece are just so beautiful. And it's kind of going to be like a collective meditation. And this is free. So there's a little bit for everyone. Um, and not to mention the music every night is just a com- like a community situation. And Alex can, tell- Alex can tell you a little bit more about that. It really is. It's like if you get, if you just purchase a ticket even to the film festivals, which, like Dinesia said, are very accessible for our public and the community, you can actually go to the music festival as a part of it. That's so it's awesome. included in your film screening ticket. 
Now, it's like I had a little hidden secret, okay? Has so music... only tell your listeners. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? Has music, Bargain. Always, has music always been a part of this of this film festival, or is it something that's grown throughout the years? It was not part of La Leaf originally, and our executive director, Rafael Agustin, decided that this, that La Leaf can be so much more, and he thought that the only person that can do this and do it right and do it in an amazing way as Alexis. So he reached out to her. And so we're, we feel so lucky to have her because she is, like I mentioned before, a mom. She is herself a performer and we're so lucky for her to be here with us and creating this amazing program. Are your kids going to the festival, girl? Are you bringing the kids? <laughs> Mom, you know, okay, the funniest story, my baby, she's, she's a year now, right? And right when she came out of the womb, she, like, still can't say mama. She barely says papa. But when a beat drops in a song, <laughs> she throws it on them and she bumps to the beat. Uh. <laughs> because I swear, it is the funniest. I'll see if I can even send you guys a clip. That <laughs> is like, so awesome. She's a future raver. I, you and, got a future raver there. Yeah, and last year, we started the music component, like Vincia mentioned. And I was, I had my baby the week after. So she was in my womb, bumping it the whole time. And honestly, being uh, the curator for the music component has been nothing but the best job ever. I've had the best time. And then, too, Vincia's programming is, she's a badass. She's a badass. She's got an eye and a vision to just propel our people and, and highlight Latinx art in a totally different way. And seeing her programming as well has really inspired, like, who I reach out to, who I want to highlight. Um, it's been it's been nothing but pleasure. And the music series is really fun. And as we know, music goes hand in hand in the film, you know? I love that both of you are each other's they hype men. Both of you are each other's hype men. Yeah. Hype women. Give each other's hype women. I'm sorry. <laughs> Rich, <laughs> Rachel corrected me. <laughs> But I love it because you both, you you both. (laughs) Yes, yes, real thing. She she hit me when she said it. Um, It's a real thing. It's on my resume. (laughs) Hype woman. (laughs) Yo, I I mean I I just have to say like you guys are doing an extraordinary thing for us. You know, it's not just an LA thing that you guys are doing. We need these forums, these expressions, these conduits for Latino film and music. So thank you for everything that you're doing. Whatever we can do out here in New York to help you, we will do. Just say the word. But please tell everybody how they can get tickets and where this is going down. All right. So for all info, and to get tickets and to get more information on the programming, go to latinofilm.org. And this is all going down at the TCL Chinese on Hollywood and Highland. And the music series is going down at the Roosevelt Hotel right across the street. Beautiful. Easy. And then I think there's also um, latinofilm.org, too, that you can also get them at. You have two sites that are accessible. Beautiful. Well, we're I was going to say, uh, people yeah. could walk there, but people in L.A. don't walk. So you have <laughs> definitely drive there. I mean... <laughs> It is a metro Wait. stop. You can actually take the metro. Oh, see, oh, there all right. You go. You are they... estimate, girl. You tell them. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a great I location. Know. You know it. You I know, know now. You... Yeah, I'm a New York red heart. I don't drive. But, you know, the wonderful thing about it is the fact that we really wanted to bring all this amazing work to an international venue and a venue that people recognize. We don't want to take it to, like, a small place. It's, like, in the middle of Hollywood. And and it's really close and convenient as well for tra- for public transportation and freeways. So everybody in the valley or people down in South LA, please come out because even though it's like in 
in the middle of the city, it's actually for everyone. Amazing. Well, congrats. Good luck. Break legs. Break whatever you have to break. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. Yes. Thank you. Alexis de la Rocha and Delcia Barrera. All right. Well, there you have it. Thank mm-hmm. you to everybody. Thank you to Marta Luna. Mm-hmm. Check out her fashion. Stylist extraordinaire. Also to our beautiful guests calling in from the West Coast. Dilcia Barrera and Alexis de la Rocha. And to everyone out there listening to us, please leave us a review. If you're on Spotify, please follow us and leave us a review. Send us a freaking email. We are latinosoutloud at gmail.com. And on that note, we out! Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda Vaina. Hola, amigos, y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.